an inside look at the restaurant industry and entrepreneurial insight to help you succeed. It's the Paper Trails Podcast with Albemarle Paper Supply. What's up, guys? We are back, and this is Nick Calgar and Mitros with the Paper Trails Podcast. Uh, very excited to come at you guys with episode eight. Um, we've got some absolutely amazing feedback for the last couple episodes. Hope you guys are enjoying them. If you are, let us know, comment, uh, share with any business owners, entrepreneurs, uh, people that are in sales that just want to uh, learn how to succeed, and um, especially in the food industry. That's that's kind of what we're focusing on. You know, uh, today we're in Clemens, North Carolina, up here in the Winston Salem area, and I have a good friend of mine, Sammy Janopoulos. And so, Sammy, welcome. Appreciate you uh, you Thanks coming and me. hanging out with us. And so, um, just wanted to, to chat. You know, Sammy. You know, my family has known Sammy and his family for many, many, many years. And um, you know, just just some background on Sammy. He has had he has an absolutely great reputation up here in our area. You know, my family right. respects his family, and um, he's had a, a, a string of successful stores and has has done well and. Um, you know, does a lot of our, our caterings and uh, for, for the church and, you know, a lot of weddings. And, um, and so he's the guy, you know, a good, good friend of the family. And so, you know, I just, I wanted him to, to come on here and share and let's just talk a little bit about his experiences and, you know, uh, challenges and, um, you know, projects and things that he's opened up and, you know, things that maybe we can learn from and, and gain some wisdom from and um, just go out there and apply it into, into our industry, whatever, whatever, whatever industry you're in, restaurants, you know, food trucks, um, even if you're just an employee and you want to get a perspective of an owner and, and what they're looking for. Um, and so, uh, Sammy, welcome. And, um, Thank you. And so, tell us a little bit about. Um... First off, I'm a big fan of the podcast. Okay. Uh, I've been I watched every episode, and I reached out to him. I said, "This thing's great. We need to do one sometime." So he invited me on. Thank you. Yeah. Also, yeah. a big fan of Albemarle uh, Paper. Um, I respect what the guys are doing. Um, I love that they started a company and they went through the same struggles as us restaurant guys go through, but kind of in the same space, but a yep. little bit different. Um, I am a restaurateur here in uh, in the Triad. I'm a Graduate of Johnson and Wells University. Okay. Uh, in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, I kn- did I know I was going to get in the restaurant business? I guess I did. Uh, it's kind of in my blood. Uh huh. Um, never thought I was going to be a chef though. Um, thought, ah, hey, let's try something different. Let's see where it goes. Um, so, like I said, I graduated <coughs> in '99, and uh, I've opened up nine different concepts in the past 20, 22 years. Um, 22 years. 22 years, I think, if the math's right. <laughs> Your first one was when? How old were you? Uh, first one, I was 21 years old, uh, Gianno's uh, in High Point. Wow. Um, I sold that about 12 years ago. So how, how did, how did, how did this, you, you work for your dad's? How did, how so did this start? I grew, up, the... I grew up in, the, uh, in my dad's uh, restaurants. Okay. Um, wasn't a good uh, student, okay. high school student, let's say. So I went to my father and said, look, I think I want to go to culinary school. Okay. Uh, Bobby Lulu, this who's uh, owns out West Steakhouse in Kernersville, yep, uh, is a CIA grad, and he goes, you know what, you ought to try it. Go down and take a tour, and if you like it, you ought to go into the culinary side of it. So I went to my dad, and I said, look, I want to go to culinary school, and he goes, I paid for you to go to school once, it didn't work out. So you're, if you do good, I'll pay for it. If you don't do good, and when you're in college and you waste my money, 
it's all on you. And okay. I ended up uh, graduating Dean's List from Johnson & Wells. Nice. Um, from there, I was a chef at the Biltmore Estate for about a year. I didn't know that. Yeah. How was that? Awesome. Unbelievable company to work for. Um, what did yeah. you learn from that? One thing I really learned, the owner would walk in through the kitchen and shake everybody's hand. He was not the owner of the entire estate. He's the, they were the, uh, he was born in the Biltmore. Uh, the Vanderbilt family was his uh, his uh, grandfather. Uh-huh. And he would walk in, shake everybody's hand. He was happy that people were there working for him. Um, another interesting fact I learned at the Biltmore was the general managers had to clean the bathrooms daily. No kidding. And I thought that was a little, uh, <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know excessive. about this. Yeah, but you know, it, it, did they actually clean it? No, but they were there every day making sure they were clean. If the bathroom's clean, you know the kitchen's clean. Um, so it was a great experience while I was, while I was there. I met my wife while I was there. Um, came back and I ran a seafood restaurant for some friends uh, uh, here in Winston-Salem, which is no longer in business, before I went off and opened up my own store in High Point. Um, That's I, awesome. Opened up in High Point. I was young. I had uh -huh. just got 21 engaged. years old. 21. Just got what, engaged. What, what, what made you at such a young age? I mean, a lot of people... You know, I, th I think some, you know, especially this generation, I think has ambitions, would love to have the chance to open up a restaurant. They just don't know how to start, what to do. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I mean, you know, let's say you're talking to an aspiring young entrepreneur. They're maybe, you know, not going to college or maybe go to culinary school or, you know, I don't know it what. Was, it was a huge step. I mean, the first six months was very tough for me. I was, here I am, 21 years old. All my friends are out still in college and partying and having fun sure. and I'm walking in the restaurant at eight o'clock in the morning and leaving at 11 o'clock at night. Yep. Um, All it was, day. It was very tough. You know, you had to figure it out. Um, at the end of the day, hard work is what gets you to the next level. Um, I, went, I remember going to my father and saying, you know what? I don't know if this is for me mm. right after we opened up. Yeah. Um, wasn't making no money. I said, you know what? I could go work for somebody and, and live a simple life, you know? And he, he sat me down and, and said, look, Hard work, take care of the customer, which is the number one thing. Make sure your food's nice, fresh, yep. and plentiful. And the restaurant ended up exploding <laughs> right in front. It, it was the craziest thing. I went from one day worrying about how I'm going to pay my bills to the next day. Um, I expanded, I think, after four years. Added another 1,500 square feet to the store. Nice. Um, about 60 seats. Um, and then we actually remodeled it again. We were three times in 10 years. So we were... Uh, Gianna's was the hit spot in High Point, um, still is, um, and it, it exploded, you know, and then from there I said, you know what, now it's time for number two. I uh, went again to my father and said, what do you, you think? He goes, I don't want nothing to do with it. Yeah. If you feel like you're ready for number two and you can financially get the financial set, yeah. go for it. Sure. Um, so I went, did it. Opened up my second location. It was a seafood restaurant that I built in High Point called Aquarius Seafood. Uh-huh. Um, so that was 10 years after having? No, it was about five years after having the first one. I was 26 okay. years old when I opened that up. Um, and it did very well. How, how was that dynamic going from one now to two different, different concepts? What saved me, really, they were a mile apart. So, 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 so they, were, they were close? I, they were close, but I was back and forth. I could have started one night, you know, at one restaurant and run to the other one and be back at the other one, you know, and that really helped me. <clears throat> one thing that's always helped me is good staff. Mm. Um, you good. take somebody who, who you, you see wants to grow or, or wants to learn and, and you kind of mold them and teach them. Mentor them, um, help and them. And mentor them. That, that has been 
in all my restaurants in, in the 20 some years I've been doing this, that's one thing that I've always looked to do. I was actually talking this morning uh, to a chef friend of mine. He started off as a, a fry cook with me when I opened up Aquaria. Nice. Uh, he went on to Johnson and Wells and uh, he's in Charleston, South Carolina. He just opened up his first location down there as a chef, executive chef of nice. an Italian restaurant. You know, so I'm proud of him. I'm, I'm glad to see that. Was 100%. he a little hard-headed and stuff? Yeah, at the beginning, he was a 19-year-old. We all are a little bit. Oh, we all are, yeah. <laughs> he was a 19-year-old kid that knew everything back then. Uh, and here we are 14, 15 years later. He's he's running a very high-end Italian restaurant in downtown Charleston. So Nice. Love to see things like that. 100%. So... So you're 26, just opened up a second location, seafood restaurant. They're both in High Point, a mile apart. You know, you've talked to dad. He, he gave you kind of kind of the pep talk and, you know, you built a successful company. So, you know, so where does uh, Sammy go from there? How does, so how does... about a year after we opened up Aquaria, the furniture market um, authority reached out to me and wanted me to open up a restaurant in downtown High Point inside the furniture market. Okay. Um, so by, by now... You're having relationships. You're meeting people. The city of High Point knows who you are. I'm, of, I'm sure. Yes. And so, so I made my connections. You know, people are reaching out to me. So we open up a, um, <coughs> a restaurant twice a year during both furniture markets. Okay. Inside, inside, we're the only full service ABC full service restaurant in downtown High Point during the furniture market. Okay, that was hard. Which, which, you know, if people are watching this. That is a huge industry here in High Point. 90,000 people come twice a year to High Point. And, and actually at the time, High Point was uh, um, right at 100,000 people that live there year-round. So here you are having double the amount of people coming into town. Double the population. For two weeks a year. You know? Right in three stores. Um, and you know, at that time I was young. I was eager to get any type of business that came in sure. front of me. Yeah. Um, did a lot of catering at that time to the furniture industry. Um, but it was tough. It was tough staffing um, there at the end of it. I had the two stores. I was pushing people. I had people working 20 hours a day those weeks, you know, even myself. Um, and the older I got, I, I realized, you know what? I'm not a young boy no more. It's hard to... Stressful, I'm it's sure. It's very stressful. Um, so, yeah, High, High Point was a great time for my first 10 years in business. What, what, what years is this? What years is... So I opened up Giannos in uh, 2000. Uh, 2000. Uh -huh. so, so, so those 10 years, 2000, 2010 is when you, you made your run, you made a name for yourself, you know, obviously struggles. It wasn't easy. You know, dad was there helping, you know, kind of giving some coaching and yeah, dad suggestions. was on his way out. Um, he was there helping me, like I said, uh, more, uh, mental advice sure. and business advice. Sure, sure. Uh, coming out of culinary school, I, I had all the best ideas and, you know. The skills I, and the- I was gonna be this big chef, you know, and he sits me down and says, yeah, that's, there's nothing wrong with being the best chef out there, but you have to put food on your table. Sure. Um, I had a daughter in that time frame, so you know, I had a family, I was married. So I had to make sure I had food on the table at yep. the end of the day, you know. Um, but one, one thing that I did very well in Hype when I reached out to the community, I was very active. That's good, that's um, awesome. Uh, any organization I was a part of, um, I actually won uh, Businessman of the Year, Chamber of Commerce uh, one year, which I was really shocked by. But it was a cool honor, you know. Yeah. Um, I was involved in any charity, any startup, uh, a charity event. Fundraisers, uh, all that stuff. Fundraisers, you, 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 I was You were just involved. I was there. I, I, I mean, and I, know, I know you're still involved, even with, there. you know, a, a lot of stuff. And so I think maybe that's something for people to think about. You know what I mean? It's, you know, it's, it's cool to... to 
take care of your own and you know your you know your restaurant and yourself but at some point you know branching out and making connections building relationships um, I mean relationships is a lot I mean I know for me in my business a lot. it's all relationships one thing we try to teach in our in our restaurants now you can go anywhere get a good steak you can go anywhere get a good burger sure it's the hospitality side of it sure is how you get people to your doors it's very it's hard to teach and hard to have that culture throughout your, your restaurant at all times um, but it starts from opening the door to customers and 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 thanking them for coming in and then also um, greeting them or not greeting them but you know a good farewell they yeah. don't stop you know once they order and once the payments made Community is very important. Hundred percent. Um, I think here in, in Forsyth County we have over seven hundred uh, food establishments. So wow, how many food establishments does a customer pass to come to your space to eat? Yeah, you know, it's a good point. Just being appreciative of every customer, every client. And this is just a side note, just so you guys know. I mean, I haven't told you this. I had dinner last night at Sammy G's. Thank you. In High Point. <laughs> Thank you. And the waitress was phenomenal thank you i i um it was a fantastic I'm, we'll, we'll pop a picture up here it was like a grilled chicken with cheese drizzled with some vinaigrette and some col roasted cauliflower and uh potatoes uh -huh. and uh, it was a special last night and it was so you know austin throw a little picture up here it was uh but anyway um but yeah it just you know and the, the point of me saying that is obviously, you know, Sammy has great stores, but that culture that you create where every person knows that they play a role from the dishwasher to the host, uh, to the wait staff, to the chef, I mean, obviously the chef playing a big role, but you know, everybody adds to the restaurant, to the field, to the experience, and that's why they want to come back. It, it starts at the top. Um, 100%. If the owners don't have the right culture, that trickles down to the management. And you can't expect your host or your dishwasher to, to act, act the same way. Um, I'm glad to hear. Thank you for, the, for going to Sammy G's last night. I'm glad yep. to hear that it, it was a memorable experience. It was, for it was you. great, <clears throat> especially when you know I'm not in the building. Um, um, I believe uh, my partner Johnny might, may have been in the building yesterday. I wasn't sure, um, but it's good to hear. You know, it's kind of hard. So there's three partners that have three locations now, and it's hard for us to be everywhere at one time. Yep. Um, and that's something we preach. Um, like I said, to me, the most important person in the restaurant industry is the dishwasher. Uh, coming from the back of the house, I'm always uh, big on making sure they're good, making sure they're happy. Um, they're the first one there, last one to leave, the dirtiest job. Uh, so it's pretty. It's pretty interesting you say that because our last podcast, you know, with Dave, uh, David Lucarelli, he, he does operations for Sabor Latin Street Grill. They got 15 locations in Charlotte. And uh, he said the same thing. He said the, uh, the most underappreciated person, but yeah. one of the most pivotal points is the dishwasher. It's true. You've done it. Yeah. I've yeah, done it. It is. <laughs> it's, it is. It, I mean, it's, it's very repetitive, monotonous work. But, you know, when you need clean dishes or you need certain bowls or you need some, you know, anything taken care of, um, they're kind of the cornerstone they are. of I, it. They, are, they really and are. So, I try to feed them as good as I can. 100%. You know, I try yeah. to take good care of them. Um, but it, it's, it don't stop there with just a dishwasher. It's, it's the whole place. Everybody, everybody. Um, it don't matter how it's decorated, like I said, or, or how good the food is. If, if the hospitality is not there, yeah, customers don't return. I, um, 
I, I, I always tell my staff, and then we have company meetings, Sammy, that it's, it's like a watch, like a Swiss watch. Every, every part of the watch plays a role for the time to be correct. Exactly right? right. There's, there, there's no, people may think there's certain parts that are more important than the other, but the reality is if they walk in and there's not somebody there to greet them or say hello, or I mean, any, there's so many moving pieces to have a successful business, much less restaurants. Yes. Um, that, you know, that, that's why it's important for, you know, you, you have present ownership. That's why it's so impressive even for you to tell me the owner of the Biltmore came into the kitchen every day and shit. Yes. I mean, that just shows this guy is present. You know, and I learned a lot from that. I, I try, and I really try to be at sure. all my locations sure. as much as I can. Yeah. Um, but like I said, me, me and uh, Johnny Pappas and people who shot us, um, we try to be in one of the stores at some part of the day, every day. 100%. Um, it's important. Um, it's what we, how we compete with the big chains. Um, the owners in the building, not, uh, you're not just a, a, a number store, let's say, yeah, like yeah, store yeah. number 32. Yeah. Um, so it, we want to greet our guests. We want to shake our hands. We, it's funny, a lot of times I'll know uh, where guests sit every time they come in and what they eat and what they do for a living before I know anything else about them, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's important. They're the ones that uh, help us run our operations um, every day where them coming in and supporting us. Like I said, they can pick any store, yep. any location to go in and from a McDonald's to, um, you know, another steakhouse or something. To that, that's, I think that's why it's so important, especially in today's climate, to be consumer centric because the options are insane. Yeah. I mean, people can go to a gas station now yeah. and order a meal and, 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 and grab a quick dinner or a drive through. And so they choose to do business with us. We appreciate you. We appreciate your business. Thank you. We want you here. You know. Exactly. And so, um, okay. So back to you know, you got your, you got your third location, the the furniture, the furniture uh, yeah. restaurant. Yep. And so you did that. How long did you do? How long did you have that one for? So I kept the, uh, uh, the furniture restaurant. It's called the Factory for about nine years. Okay. Um, like I said, the reason I got out of it, it was just getting tough for me. Sure. Um, I was getting older. You know, no more breakfast caterings to, you know, midnight parties. Sure, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had to step back a little bit. Uh, my family was getting, my daughter was getting older. and um, You want to see her? I grew up with my father working, you know, three shifts in the restaurant industry, working all day. Um, so I knew I didn't want to be that father and I wanted sure. to be active. Yep, yep. Um, so I, I partnered up with some guys here in Winston-Salem. We opened up a location called Oso Eats. Um, at that time, I decided to, to sell Gianna's. Okay. Um, and move on. Um, what, 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 what years is this? When no? I sold Gianna's in 2010. Okay, so, so a good 10-year run. Great 10-year run. Great 10-year uh, run. <laughs> you know, the restaurant was good, good for you. Yeah, the restaurant Made. was doing good. It was, it was a good opportunity to, to sell it. Um, so we, we, we did some renovations. We changed it up a little bit, made it more to a tavern-style restaurant, okay. a little more customer-friendly. Sure. Um, opened up for lunch, and uh, things were going great. Nice. Um, we then came, uh, same group, we came to uh, Clemens and opened up a store called 2520 Tavern. Um, I believe that was in 2011, if I'm, okay. if I'm correct, yeah, 2012. Cool. Um, great run there. Uh, we took the restaurant and uh, made it very successful. Nice. Made it a landmark here in, uh, in Clemens, North Carolina. That's awesome. So then Fratelli's came. Okay. Fratelli's opened up. Uh, it's been open seven years, actually. Nice. Um, it's going very well. Fratelli's is an iconic location. 
Um, it's right across from Wake Forest University. Okay. Um, next to uh, R.J. Reynolds' uh, home. So very uh, touristy area, um, right on the outskirts of a neighborhood. Okay. It was an iconic steakhouse that opened up in the 50s. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so we took it over. Um, was it, it was, closed? It was open as a sports bar, actually. Okay. Um, and we knew that wasn't the right thing at that location. the right fit. We had to go back to the steakhouse. Um, at the time, beef... What year is this? 13? 13. Okay. 2013, 2014. So we're getting out of the recession. Out of the recession. Yeah, it started to pick up a little bit. Started to pick up... Uh, Beef prices at the time were at an all-time high. Okay. And we're like, oh my God, why are we getting the steak business when it's going to be hard to make money that way? So we actually decided to open up an Italian steakhouse. Okay. Um, knew the area, there was no other thing like that in town. We opened up, first year or two was, was tough for us. Okay. Um, but we stuck with our guns, uh, good food, good service, at a good price. And for Telly's, just keeps on climbing. I think nice. we're up 11% last year. Nice. So That's as impressive. Long as, yeah, especially uh, as long as it keep, continues to do that, you know, we are a preferred, vent, uh, I must say, dining establishment for Wake Forest basketball, for Wake Forest football. That's awesome. Uh, Wake Forest soccer, all the recruits come in there. So we become that spot. Isn't that interesting how you knew that's what that place needed, right? Like you, you, you know, it's, 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 you know, sometimes there's a little intuition and stuff too. Yeah. Like the ex- your experiences, working in your, your dad's places, bouncing around, seeing high points, seeing what's working. You see that, uh, did they approach you? Did the restaurant close? How, how, how did that even happen? Uh, so the restaurant, we wasn't doing well. And we okay. knew that. Yeah. Um, uh, Pete, one of my, uh, my business partner now, was a, a property owner, one of the property owners there. He knew they were on the verge of, you know, maybe not being there much longer. Yeah. So we approached them. We said, well, what did it take to, uh, for you to close down and for us to take over? Yeah. We cut a deal and, uh, and then bam, eight months it. later we renovated and we opened up for business. Um, Which, you know, if you guys have not been a fantastic store, beautiful restaurants, um, you know, so I definitely highly suggest you guys stop by if you're in the area uh, or if you guys are visiting. But um so that's awesome. Seven years, 11%. I mean, that's, you know, and, and you got, you know, from working with you for, you know, uh, a few years now, um, great staff, great people in place there to make sure things are running well. And that's what it takes going back to the whole uh, staffing thing. It, it, we've had people that have been with us, you know, 15 years. That's awesome. Um, and, and we strive on that. We keep that. It helps, you know, if the same person's preparing your uh, blue cheese dressing for 15 years, and the consistency factor is there. Yeah. One thing they taught us in culinary school, I'll never forget this saying, they said, uh, be consistent, whether it's good or bad, but be consistent. Mm-hmm. And it's true. Um, so, we, yeah, like I said, we like to keep staff. That's who helps us day to day. If it was just three owners running three restaurants, you know, good luck. You know, we have about 120, 130 employees uh, that work hard daily for us. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. So, so, so 2013, Fatelli's opens up, right? New projects. Uh, first time steakhouse, first first concept. That Our like that? first time steakhouse. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Which was it was a, a big learning. When you're dealing with a, a product that the price fluctuates so much in beef, um, and not only that, every time you put a knife to a loin, you're losing money somewhere. You know, <coughs> um, so it was tough. It was very tough at the beginning, but we figured it out. Learning curve. Learning curve, and we, which happens. It, yes. In in any industry, you 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 get into 
you know, I don't know, uh, making apps. There's a learning curve. There's yeah. you got to do some due diligence. You got to do some homework. You got to do some studying, right? Like it's not just you don't you don't just wake up and become success. Success didn't hit Sammy yeah. on top of the head and then bam, you know, he's got no. There's there's some trial and error. There's some difficulties. There's some struggles. You figure stuff out. You learn how to handle your books. You learn how to be a little more diligent. You learn how to, there's different aspects. You know, and so, um, you know, because just going to culinary school doesn't mean you go to a restaurant. No. There's different different parts of the business. And so, um, so cool. All right. So then, you know, we're progressing. 15. <clears throat> so then uh, uh, Fratelli's opened up. Fratelli's is, is often going. We, uh, me and my partner, Johnny Pappas, ended up changing the Oso Tavern to Sammy G's Tavern because we had a little split in another partnership. Um, Which is where I, I had dinner last night. Exactly. Yep. And then we find this building where we're sitting in today, yep. uh, Three Bulls. Um, we opened this two years ago. Uh, we did it as an investment, ended up opening a steakhouse when we said, look, we're 40 years old. We got we got a little more juice in us. Okay, so it was more of an investment property. We started, it started as an investment property. It became a, a restaurant. Actually, me and my partner, Pete, um, made an offer on this building and uh, had the uh, deposit down before we even told Johnny Pappas about it, our other partner about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sorry, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, we had the keys uh, and uh, me and Pete one day say, come on, let's go for a ride. And we yeah. ended up here and Johnny's like, all right, while we walk in this building, we yeah. said, we're going to buy it. If you're, if you're in, we're buying it. Yeah. Um, so we bought it and we opened another steakhouse. Why? We knew um, at that. Now we know a little bit more about the beef industry. Um, and we didn't want to open up a Fratelli's. Um, they're about 12 miles apart. Um, we wanted to open up something a little different in a, in a growing part of the, of, uh, Forsyth County. Um, which this, I mean, this whole area from Clemens down the road, all the way up here is, I mean, it, even from what I've seen working up here in the last few years has exploded. Yeah. It, this is where Forsyth County is kind of moving to. Um, so we open up. Again, same struggles, figuring it out, figuring out the clientele. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's taken, it took us about a year to figure out a few menu changes, a few staff changes, um, and we're happy with what it's producing today, you know. Again, great staff here. We Every time we open a new store, we, we bring st- staff from other locations. We take uh, line cooks and train them to be, you know, a kitchen managers, to train them to be chefs. Um, same with the front of the house management. Our front of the house manager here was actually a bartender with us when we opened up Fratelli seven years ago. Nice. Um, and now she's the general manager here uh, and runs this store. She knows exactly what we want and how uh, how we Your style we run yep. our Your operation. Uh, and she's doing a great job mm-hmm. for us. What's something that you've learned opening up a restaurant, like opening a business up? What's something like that maybe you just didn't know from opening up? You know, I guess the learning curve from one to two. And then from two to whatever number this three no, is. No, no, this is number nine, and so none of them have been under budget and in the time frame that we hoped for. Um, so so when planning, be conservative. Or yeah. for any business for that matter, to be honest with you, yeah. have, a, have a cushion, whatever that is. 10%, 15%, 20%. If you think you'll open up in four months after remodeling, make sure you're okay with five. Exactly. And to be able to keep the restaurant up and going for a little bit. It's not guaranteed for people to walk in your doors first day or to order from you yeah. on day one. You got to go out and, and get the customers in, and, and, and once they're in, make sure you take care of them. Talk talk for a second about maybe the mental 
like like the 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 grit that you need to have because I mean it sounds like even when you were twenty one, you know, I mean, because the reality is when you're young or maybe you've worked for somebody for a little while, you know, the owner's the one that bears all the pressure. Yeah, they're the ones that are feeling it when you know payroll is coming or a big bill is coming or they they maybe want to make an expansion or a renovation or go in a different direction and so you know there's not a lot of for a lot of times, I'm not saying every you know employee or what industry you're in, but a lot of times there's not pressure like that. And so when you step into ownership or you step into a different uh, role within a company or you want to get into sales, um, you really start finding out about yourself and what you're made of and yes. grit and having thick skin and you know I mean people telling you this isn't a good idea and you know I mean and look at, I mean from what my experience. You know, I mean, even when we started our company, I remember our first four or five years, my dad and my uncles didn't think we were going to make it. I mean, they were, I mean, we're four years in, still making 500 bucks a month, you know, a, a measly salary working full time. Um, and they were like, man, what, you know, I mean, obviously as parents, they want to see the kids do well yes. and seeing kids struggle is not what you want, but it's sometimes what you need. It's, it's so, determination. 100%. It's being mentally prepared same story um, like I said when I opened up my first store I was ready to walk and I had to talk to my father he said take care of your customer you know so I had to mentally prepare myself it might take another six months yeah. it might take another you know month didn't know same as you four years into it you're saying alright what, what did I get myself into um, and, and I think as a business owner it's in your DNA to, to strive to be the best sure um I'm sure after four years, something clicking you in, in your company and said, you know what? I'm going to make sure that this thing works. Sure. And, and not just to prove your parents wrong or to prove, to prove your mentor down, yeah. but say, you know what? This is what I put my my uh, my focus to. I'm going to make sure I take care of it. And I feel like you know better than anybody the momentum that a business has. I could feel it was coming. I could feel three and a half. Every year we were making progressions. I mean, we have... You know, we had never even worked for a distribution company. I mean, I was 21 and John was 18. I mean, we're kids. I mean, we didn't, you know, I mean, looking back, I wish maybe I would work for somebody so I understood sales or deposits or logistics. But, um, but I mean, listen, it is what it is. I learned. I made a lot of mistakes. But I think that's why, you know. That's the best learning curve where you just said mistakes. When you make your own mistake, you don't make it twice. You don't. (laughs) I've been there done it. trust me. I've made plenty of mistakes, but that's why your company's at where it's at today. Yeah, it's you know, it's a lot of fun. I, I see it as a as a as a, a baby, a project that we're we're growing and we're working on and every day we're learning and you know, I'm you know, the one thing that you know, even my staff can I wanna learn from absolutely everybody. I wanna gain from the strengths of everybody. I wanna learn from you, I wanna learn from everybody on this podcast. Like, this, is why, this is why I even do it. I wanna strengthen our relationships and learn from other people's because I think you learn about, more about from other people's struggles and their victories. Because when you win, you don't do a lot of reflecting no. because you won. Yeah. But when you lose, you should look back and you say, okay, you know what? Maybe I could have changed those two decisions. Maybe I should. I mean, it's just, you know, um, but it's pretty. I, I tell people this all the time. Our parents, I'm sure your parents are the same, but they come to this country um, with just one thing, they, they didn't speak the language. They didn't speak. They didn't have the financially secure. Nope, absolutely not. Um, but they had drive. Hundred um, percent. Taking me to 
Japan with a family, uh, not speaking the language or no financially secure, nothing, yeah, yeah, yeah. and say, here you are, start a business. You know, it's like almost an impo- it's almost it's an impossible. impossible task. I don't, I don't, I don't, not just my parents. You know, a, a lot of the immigrants who came to this country, and any immigrant who came, and you know, I, I respect them. So I've always had it in the back of my head. If if my family, my father still, my father's been in this country since the seventies uh-huh. in the restaurant industry, yeah, and still speaks very broken English. You know, after all those years, and I said, all right, if my father can do it, and he's giving me the education and giving me the the, the the, the financial insurance, let's say, sure. I should be able to do it in, in, in a hundred times greater. Sure. You know? So that's a job. When they came yep. to you and said four years, uh, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, I'm going to make sure this, I get this is going to happen. I was, uh, I always think about this statement. I don't know where I read it or where I heard it, but, um, how do you stop a man that doesn't know how to quit? That's true. You can't, you can't, you can't, you cannot, if you can't stop a man that doesn't know how to quit, man. And like, I think that's, that's maybe an underlying thing, maybe even just, you know, eight episodes in. I'm like, you know what, man? Like, the more I'm reaching out to people successfully in all industries, the more I'm like, drive and that desire. Man, like, it's, you will figure out everything else. You know what? I'm not a good cook. You will become a good cook. Yeah. Hey, I'm not, I'm not good with people. You will become good with people. <laughs> you're right. You're right. 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 You, you know, hey, I'm not, uh, I'm not a morning person. You will become a, if you have the desire. Yes. If you have the drive, if you, you know, you will absolutely do whatever it takes. You know, I, mean, I was just watching a uh, an interview that Kobe did, maybe one of his last interviews um, before he passed away, and he was talking about about desire, and he said that you know, if if I had pulled a quad or if I pulled a hamstring, and I'm at the house resting. And it's it's really hurt. It's hurting. And I'm I, and doctor said I need, need to rest and don't don't uh, don't walk on it. You know you need to rehab and you know uh, do this and that. And a fire breaks out in my house and my kids are upstairs. There's no pain, brother. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, and I don't even have children. And I'm like, you know what? He's a hundred percent right. Hundred percent right. There there is no injury. There is no there is. You will do whatever you need to do to make sure that. The task at hand is accomplished. Yes. Uh, period. Case closed. And so I, maybe that's something that we can just kind of reflect. Whoever's watching or listening to to the podcast is like, you know what? How bad do I really want to be successful in sales? How bad do I really want to make this thing work? That separates the everyday person uh, to with the entrepreneur or whoever wants to be the best. Yeah, it, it's right, the, being it's the best. Those is drive. Same thing with every entrepreneur needs to do is the drive to, to be the best, sure. whether it's distributing uh, paper goods or whether it's uh, operating a restaurant. Doesn't matter. Doesn't it's, matter. It's a separator from good to great. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people can be good, right? And you can you can do a good job and you can show up and be on time, but the, the that 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 it factor that people talk about is being a little better, one percent better every single day. Exactly. So we we you know after all these years. Uh, uh, in the industry, we don't. We still every day work hard to. If can we save a point here? Can we produce a better product? Sure. Um, one one things that I do for our restaurants on a, on a monthly, I feel like, uh, is, is tweaking menus. You know, um, that's a great idea. Can can I make? Well, you. We always have to be at the top of our game. So, what's the newest flavor? What's the um, what's hot right what's now? What's a new trend? Yep, you know. Yep. Um, not only that, it is, can I make a better dish for the customer, but also cut back on my food cost a little bit? Yep. 
is a daily thing that, that I try to uh, look at, you know, what's selling, what's not selling, <coughs> and where can my restaurant be better. Yeah. Um, and that takes intentionality. Yes. Like you can't rest on your laurels and, and, and be comfortable, you know, and say, okay, I got a good business. It does X amount of sales every week. I'm happy. I'm, I'm putting money yeah. in my pocket. Well, you, you know what? Listen, if, if that's how you are, that's fine. Yeah. If, if that's what you want. Right? I mean, who are we to judge? Right? Yeah, I, mean, I agree. But I agree. for somebody to make that pivot and would like to go to the next level and have that kind of uh, excellent mentality, that uh, that Mamba mentality, you know, I guess in our industry, it's how better? How how, how can I change the packaging? How could, it, how could it look a little better? Hey, Nick, what are you thinking right now? Exactly. Hey, what's hot? Hey, where, where can we improve just a little bit to tweak something? You know, change the the, 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 the presentation. I, I feel like once a business stops evolving or evolving, growing, that's it, it. It's over. You know, I've seen plenty of restaurants that were very hot at a certain time, and, but they didn't do nothing. They didn't change anything. Yeah. They just kind of were okay with whatever. You sure. know, at the end of the month, they were sure. making. A lot of times, they're no longer in business. Blockbuster. <laughs> wow. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kmart, you know, all these companies. Oh, exactly. You know, I mean, I, I don't know if you know the evolution of IBM. IBM stands for International Business Machines. Yeah. They started out making meat slicers. Then they transitioned in a, into uh, time clocks, right? Then they transitioned to computer parts, and now they're a consulting company. Yeah. Wow. Like, look at the evolution of IBM, and they evolved with the times, and that's why they're still around. People know who IBM is. You talk to any millennial and you ask what a blockbuster card is no idea it's over <laughs> no idea you know and, yeah. and, but but it's it's a good point it's a you have to Great. be thinking ahead right um and, and I, I feel like they're not like you said it's not only restaurants they're any company any industry but if blockbuster would have just went to uh, a streaming you know something percentage type thing netflix they're probably still been here that's you it know? that's it um yeah. Even even the way I, I don't know the story exactly, but I think the way that even happened on Netflix started was it was a customer of Blockbusters. I got upset about something, and they said, and like they just wanted to stick it to them, and then I think it was probably late fees. <laughs> something it's so, probably late fees. I paid more like late that. fees than when, when Blockbuster was around. Like, yeah, you know. but uh, anyway, Sammy, parting thoughts. What are your thoughts, man? You know, any suggestions, thoughts? You know, anything you'd love to tell people about? Um, not only your restaurants, but just you know, over the, over a twenty year, how can you take 20, 21, 22 years worth of experiences and struggles and victories and high points and um, you know having a successful family and having a successful business and creating such an awesome name for yourself up here in the community? Somebody wants to do the same thing. Some there's a twenty one year old just like you. Be prepared that's, to, that's, that's watching this. Be prepared to fight daily. Uh, be prepared for the worst case scenario. Yep. Um, it's not easy. Be ready in, in the restaurant space. Be ready to work a lot of hours. Sure. Um, you okay with that? You have to be okay with that. Uh, my, weekends, weekends. You got that, That's part of the life. What, one thing that I'm, I do now, you know, I get alerts when they walk into my stores. Sure. And I get alerts when the last person leaves at night. And really, I work all those hours. I, I, I have to know what's going on at all times, you know, just to protect my thing. But um, long, long, hard hours. Investment, be ready to be ready for the worst case scenario. Um, but at the end of the day, make sure that you're taking care of your customer. Make sure what hits the table is what the customer wants, yeah. and you'll be fun. That's it. So awesome. Say, appreciate you, man. Thank awesome. You so much I for think it was uh, 
awesome podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I, I absolutely enjoyed it. You know, it's a, I love spending time with people that stretch me and, and help me learn different parts of business. I mean, I don't know everything, um, you know, and I know that, and I'm always down to, to learning and understanding businesses and what makes them thrive. And, you know, hopefully you guys got a, a couple of gems from uh, this podcast. And so appreciate you guys. Thanks for watching. Thanks for hanging with us. And so, like I always say, you know, if you guys have any thoughts or suggestions, let us know, comment, share, uh, like, and uh, we'll see you guys next episode. Thank you.